This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. NBA draft night last night and no surprise at number one. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. Wimby goes number one to San Antonio at minus 10,000. So there was one better who won $300 after putting 60 grand on that bet, which is so, so dumb. What did you say? What was your nickname that you used early in the show? Welcome to Wimbantonio. It's ah. a great play on words for putting Wimby and San Antonio into one tight little package. And also, you don't have to try to say Wimbanyama. So just Wimbantonio. Just say it that. <laughs> That's the only way I am referencing the city of San Antonio from here on out. That's good. You know what I always think because everybody calls him Wimby? Do you remember the old Hefty commercials when it was yes. Hefty, 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 Wimpy, Wimpy, Wimpy? And I keep thinking, Wimby, Wimby, Wimby is so stupid. That's just been running through my head all morning because it's early and I need some coffee. So that was not a surprise. We knew that was going to happen. However, there was a little bit of intrigue at number two, but Brandon Miller from Alabama goes to the Hornets. It became pretty apparent over the past couple of days that is who Charlotte wanted. And here was Miller's reaction when he found out that's where he was headed. <laughs> when I found out, uh, probably at least two seconds before they called my name, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting, man. You know, just a dream come true. Um, I've always dreamed that, you know, walk across the stage and, you know, sh- shake their hand and, you know, take the pictures that we did. Um, so it's just all the dream come true, just ready to get to Charlotte. And Chelsea, this line movement was everywhere. It was a roller coaster. At one point, it looked like Scoot Henderson was going to be the guy. Then it was Miller. And so I, did, I didn't place a bet on this because this was a wild one. Exactly. When you see this wild of line movement where it's going back and forth to minus 500, minus 170, and you think to yourself, okay, what's going on? And I think it's just the insiders going head to head because we knew it was a heavyweight matchup between Shams and Woj last night trying to drop the inside (laughs) information ahead of time. So when you are just waiting for those insiders to tweet something, It doesn't feel like a market that I should be betting on unless you're taking just something at plus money. Like, I think that's the only way to do it is like, if you think it's, you know, a wild card and anything can happen, you only take a a bet when it's big plus money. So with Miller going number two to the Hornets, that meant we all knew Scoot Henderson going three to the Blazers and he's already planning on bigger things. My number one goal is to win a lot of games. And uh, honestly, nah. I never want to go to, to win rookie of the year, but I want to win a lot of games. You know, I want to go to a team and I want to win. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully I go to a team that's, you know, already in that area and, you know, I just come come in at one piece and uh, just make us better as a team. Already setting his sights on rookie of the year. But then we have the Rockets going with Amen Thompson at four. The Pistons going with Asur Thompson at five, the first time two brothers have been taken, as you might expect, in the top five in the history of the NBA draft. And then we saw not a whole lot of movement yesterday. The Pacers and Wizards had a trade. So the Wizards end up with Bilal Koulibaly, who is Wimby's teammate in France. And then the Pacers end up with 
Jarris Walker from Houston. Outside of that, Chelsea, there just wasn't a whole lot. I thought that would be a, a wild night as far as teams moving up and down and trades, and we didn't see a lot of that. Well, we saw the Chris Paul trade, which I know we're getting yes. to in a second. That was a big one, uh, especially for Golden State. I don't even know who's going to be in like the starting five. Um, so it's going to be strange. And also starting of the Jordan Poole era, congratulations, Jenks. Are you going to now go buy yourself a Jordan Poole jersey? Because it feels like he's going to be the guy in oh, Washington. God. Although I feel like his game's like pretty suited to take on that role. Like if anybody can take a bunch of shots, run up the score, have a great box score for himself, and still lose games, feels like Jordan Poole can do exactly that. Jordan Poole, first of all, is so happy to be as far away from Draymond's green, Draymond Green's <laughs> fist as possible. He went from the West Coast to the East Coast. He doesn't have to worry about that flying fist coming at him anytime soon. So he's coming all the way out here. The Wizards have had a total teardown, and this is necessary. It's unfortunate because previous managers have put themselves in this position, people who have been the GMs of the team, and look, they had to do it. So when you're saying the Wizards are they're giving away all their talent, they're dumping all this money, yeah, they have to because they had all these salaries on the books and they were just saddled. And so I'm glad they're doing this clean sweep. But for the next two or three seasons, Jordan Poole is going to be a guy who takes – he's going to be like when Russell Westbrook was here. He's going to score yeah. 25, 30 points a game, but he's going to do so on 38% shooting. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to be a fantasy GOAT. Like, you're going to love him yeah. if you play him in fantasy because the boy is going to fill up the box scores for show. Um, and then the memes were hilarious about Draymond Green and Chris Paul being on the same team because they are both notorious for kicking people in the crotch. So it was just saying, like, Golden State on one side, uh, opposing teams just, like, holding their crotches and saying, we need cups to play the Golden State Warriors. So it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic and now we're back on ring watch for Chris Paul. Will he ever get a ring? What a storyline it's been for Chris Paul trying to get that elusive championship. Isn't it strange, too, that the Warriors are going all in on just being an older team? That's, that's what's fascinating to me is, yes, Chris Paul is a great talent. There's no question. The Golden State Warriors are supremely talented, but... The question surrounding them is they're getting to that point where don't you need some sort of infusion of youth or something? They're going all in on one more season of, hey, we've got a future Hall of Famer here who can provide experience come the playoffs. Maybe we spell him somewhat during the regular season. Then we go all in on winning another title. I was shocked. I thought he would go to the Lakers, but him going to the Warriors now, it's just big name after big name after big name. But these guys are aging. Yeah, the Warriors are beating the Lakers at their own game. That's what the yeah. Lakers did. Obviously, it didn't turn out too well for them. So it will be interesting to see. Although, I bet they will try to use Chris Paul a little bit more sparingly during the regular season because he's had real issues staying healthy mm -hmm. down the stretch. And if that is the primary goal of winning a title, like you don't use him too much in the regular season. You say, hey, like our bigger goal is to win a title. So... Of course, he brings a ton of championship experience, not championship, I guess, uh, but playoff experience, I should say. Uh, mm -hmm. So they're definitely going to be the most experienced team in the league as far as playoff experience goes. So maybe you go in all that uh, and all in on all of that, but still you got to go through the Nuggets in the West, who are a very complete team. 
and also they have a ton of depth. So it is an interesting trade, a blockbuster move, but I'm not sure if it's going to end in a ring. And I will say for the Wizards, a lot of people, and I get it, said they got fleeced on this deal sending Bradley Beal to Phoenix. And then it also came out yesterday that they got six second round picks plus a first round pick swap in 2024, 2026, 2028, 2030. So this is just part of their overall strategy, which is let's start fresh and just pile up these draft picks. And they've got a ton of them. So it's going to be a long rebuild for my Wizards, but ultimately, again, they had to do it. I did want to ask you about NBA Rookie of the Year. We were talking about this yesterday, and we said it's only a matter of time before Wimby gets juicier and juicier yesterday on this very show. To win Rookie of the Year, he was the favorite at minus 165. Chelsea, less than 24 hours later, he is Minus 200, Scoot Henderson, plus 350. Chet Holmgren, eligible because he got injured last year, didn't play. He's at 5-1. to one. Brandon Miller, plus 950. So already we're seeing the Wimby effect. Oh, for sure. And for as generational of a talent as we are being told he is, this should be an award that he wins, right? But didn't your yes. ears perk up when Scoot Henderson said, the most important thing to him was winning rookie of the year <laughs> over winning games. So maybe Scoot Henderson is on a mission, but sir, please stand down because I'm going to be putting, putting my money on Wimby. I would too, but I will say this about Scoot Henderson. He is a hell of a basketball player. Yeah. I think we focus so much on Wimby and I get it. He is generational, but Scoot Henderson can play. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He's 6'2", but really rangy, super quick, great in transition. Blazers got themselves a good one. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.